Welcome to the Seasonal Living Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I'm super excited. I have Megan Taylor on with us. So welcome, Megan. Hey, thank y'all so much for having me. Yes. So I am very excited to dive into um, what you do and a little about yourself. And so first, I want to kind of start with, you know, you are a clip. How do I say this? Calligraphist? <laughs> Calligrapher. Calligrapher. <laughs> See, starting out. So I actually know Megan a little bit and got to spend time with her. So thankfully I didn't butcher that with someone I don't completely know. So welcome, Megan. And tell us a little about calligraphy and how you got into it. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm, it's just so fun to hear your voice right now. I have been lettering my whole entire life. I've always been a doodler. I've always been a drawer, like all the way back in middle school. I was kind of the go-to friend that people had if they were running for student council or if it's like, you know, the banner that the football team runs through. Mm. I'm from the South. I'm sure you can hear, but we banner football team, you know, that was like a big deal. So we would, I would decorate that with my handwriting and I would pass notes in class. And I never, ever could have imagined growing up that it could be a career, let alone a a business or a company. And I got into lettering professionally about seven years ago and I was doing it on the side of my full-time job. I jumped into calligraphy specifically because my grandmother was an artist and I actually inherited a set of her art supplies whenever she passed away. And it had been years and years and I had never really you know, investigated really what I had. And I fell in love. I I signed up for a class. I jumped in with both feet. I couldn't wait to get started. And I wanted to love it so bad. Like, I think I almost kind of forced it because it was such a formal skill and such an elegant style that was not me at all. (laughs) Like was not my personality one bit. And I felt like I was failing. I was so frustrated initially because I just had these big hopes and dreams of carry on her legacy, like all this pressure. And it wasn't until a girlfriend of mine said, Megan, I've never seen calligraphy look so fun. Like the way that you're doing it is just so whimsical and it's just so fun. And looking back, I'm not sure that was a compliment. (laughs) Like she was basically like, I've never seen anything like this before, but it gave me so much permission. It just opened the door for me to put my own personality into something that was super formal and was super elegant and really just give my own unique spin on a timeless art. And I began teaching calligraphy classes, calligraphy lessons. Anytime I am saying calligraphy, I'm referring to the pointed metal tip pen that you dip like into a jar of ink, like John Hancock style. So like old school calligraphy and that really took off a few years ago. That was really fun for people that were getting married or maybe who had had it on their bucket list. They always wanted to learn. I serve a lot of clients that are even, I mean, all ages want to do this, but I have a lot of people who are retired and they have fond memories of doing that whenever they were in school growing up, but they hadn't picked up a pinner and it had been years and years and years. And so it's been really fun to be a part of bringing that back and hand lettering came about. Um, hand lettering is I lovingly refer to as phallography, like we're faking calligraphy. (laughs) And I do that with a Sharpie marker, just any pointed tip marker. And I teach people just kind of how to transform their regular handwriting and turn it into hand lettering. And it's just a lot more casual than calligraphy. It's a lot more approachable. You don't have to have as many supplies and 
you know, posture and angles and position. It's just, you just grab that marker and you roll on. And so it's just been amazing to see how that has evolved over the last seven years, just through social media and through things online and just trends coming about people wanting to take more classes and learn more skills and hobbies, like not even really to turn it into a career or a business, but just to have something fun to do and something to make them feel creative again. Mm, yes. And right now, like this is a perfect time to kind of pick that skill up. I know that was one, I actually bought one of those ink pins and I was going to teach myself that <laughs> probably because as you were talking, I was like, you know what? That like I have that. <laughs> And it's I never so did hard. anything with it. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> yeah. It's calligraphy is really tricky to try to teach yourself. I highly recommend like doing a class, even if it's just an online class, um, just watching someone else, like having them help you just because of all the mechanics that go behind it. But hand lettering is, is what I would recommend for anybody wanting to get started today. That is the, the book that I wrote is called happy hand lettering. And that's all about that. It's just a lot more approachable. Like you already have the marker you need. Like you can find a Crayola or you can find a Sharpie laying around your house. Like go, go dig through your kids stuff. And, and I guarantee you have everything you need to be able to do that. And it's been fun just to kind of merge something that is old and traditional and that's been around forever with something that is just more new and more modern and, and really, really fun. And it just the, the age range of people that come to my classes, like I really miss that right now, like being home, um, you know, during quarantine, not being, able to go out and do live events, you will be in one room and have maybe the granddaughter who's like 12 and then her mom and then her mom's mom. So like her, her grandma and her mom all doing the exact same class together. Mm -hmm. And it's just so cool to see the memories and just the, just the joy that comes out of an art like that. So how did you come up with like taking this as your business and doing it into classes? Cause I think a lot of times right now, you know, people are at home and they might be like, wow, could I take one of my maybe side hobbies or, you know, even things that they do and are gifted at and they didn't realize, Hey, I could like make money at this and maybe turn this into a business and eventually a career. Do you have any tips for people around that? Yes. That's such a good point because I think that so many times what's done to us, like what we, what we could do with our eyes closed is just groundbreaking to somebody else. Like they're just fascinated and nothing excites me more than talking to somebody about what they're passionate about. And I think when you have that thing that you love, just you being able to share that with somebody else is so fun to watch. I think the most important thing I've learned, I have taught more than 10,000 people in person over the last 10 years. I've taught a class every single week until all this happened, travel all around. And I have learned that you don't have to teach them everything you know in that one night. And I think sometimes just kind of breaking it down into like little bites, like just give them like a foundation, like give them just the beginning and just kind of like how you did with me. The first time we talked about your career and all the different, the Kava and the Vodka and like you, you were like, I'm probably saying it wrong, but you're like, here are the, here are the three things. Like, and yes. then it's this and that. And it just like, I walked away. For, I loved that conversation. I would have kept you there all night, but I walked away feeling like, okay, I understand what this is. If I hear someone else mention this, like I'm going to, I'm going to have knowledge. And when you're teaching other people, especially if it's from like a class perspective that they're just wanting to do a hobby, I think just giving them a good foundation and just giving them encouragement and lots of practice. And my beginner classes 
we go through the lowercase alphabet. We go letter by letter, just break it down. And it lasts 90 minutes. And so they don't leave even having learned uppercase letters. But what I tell them when they go away, I'm like, you know what? You know the alphabet. You came in here knowing that you graduated kindergarten. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think you got it. I think you know more than you think you know. And you're going to be able to apply these skills that you learn here tonight whenever it comes to writing those letters. And then, of course, I have more advanced classes where I teach the capitals and teach specific projects and specific skills as you work your way through. But I think if you have a passion for something and other people have said, I would love to learn more about that, or I would like to learn that it really gives me so much joy to teach and pay that forward to other people. Mm. I don't ever feel like I'm going to give away my secret <laughs> or I'm going to like run out of business because I taught everyone else how to do what I do. I just feel so energized by it. And I love the idea of passing that torch and just having more people out into the world that love that hobby as much as I do. Mm, yes. Yeah. And I think that's such a, just an abundance mindset too, versus like the scarcity of thinking, Oh, now I'm going to be out of business. Cause I mean, I've seen that too, being like in the fitness industry for so many years, they're like, Oh, they're going to take my moves. I was like, yeah, but these moves, everyone's been doing them for years. They're not your <laughs> moves. You know, it's how you put it together. It's your style. It's your personality. I mean, that's what I think a lot of it too is, you know, people are like drawn to you and you know what you offer. Um, and that was one thing that I wanted to talk about too, is, you know, your classes, we had talked about that before is it's like a performance. It's like a yep. show. It's not just like, Hey, here, I'm going to be dry up there just going through a whiteboard and just no entertainment. You know, it's part of the putting on the show and being there and being with people. Right. And I just feel like that it, if I have the opportunity to have those women in that space for 90 minutes, I want to leave them better than, than how I found them. And I want them to leave, even if they sucked at lettering, <laughs> they, hated, they hated their handwriting, which sometimes that happens. I want them to leave feeling happier and feeling lighter and to go through their day tomorrow. And maybe something else that I said will stick with them. And I think it's just like when you go take a yoga class and they'll say something about a pose and then you're like, oh man, that was kind of deep. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like we just went like beyond yoga. Like I feel like we are doing more. And that is how I try to model my lettering classes. Like I'll talk to you about turning your mistakes into confetti. That's a huge mission for me. That is the way I walk through my life. Like so many things in life are not going to go the way that we thought they would. And they're not going to be perfect and they're not going to be exactly right. But that doesn't mean they're broken. Like that, that doesn't mean they're over. That doesn't mean that you need to be sad or ashamed or discouraged confetti is just trash that shows a happier life. And mm. I tell people every single time, I'm like, it's not if you mess up, it's going to be when you mess up. <laughs> I want you to turn that into confetti. Like I want you to save it. I want you to turn it into something good because that is just a metaphor for how you're going to be able to face and overcome other challenges, regardless of what, what your alphabet looks like on your paper. Mm. I think that's a great segue into like, even where we're at right now, you know, as we're recording this, you know, it's the end of April, most of us are still, you know, shelter in place, quarantine for who knows how long. And, you know, I think both of us, I mean, I have also tried to stay positive during this and I know you are as well. And both of us have been affected. You know, we were both talking before yeah. our husbands are out of work and, you know, it's both of us are, you know, providing, you know, for the family what yeah. we can and pushing through and your business was a lot of in-person as was mine. Yes. And so both of us have saw ours basically be flipped on side. <laughs> their head. And yet, you know, we can still be like laughing and just being like, you know what, we, we have to push through, we have to do this. So I would love to yeah. know like some of your tips and strategies maybe around how you've found maybe the laughter or, 
you know, the comfort and being like, okay, like having your husband at home, this is something that you've really been enjoying right now in the evenings and the same as mine, you know, very similar. It's been so fun to talk to you about this because I just know you get it. Like we just have such similar situations and with my husband worked third shift before. So we really didn't get to see him a lot during the week. It was only on the weekends and we would wait and get so excited, you know, for Friday through Sunday, but it feels like it's an extended weekend. And like, it's not that we don't have financial struggles. Like we're, we're worried. I mean, that's a huge source of income that we don't currently have right now, but we're just so excited and grateful for the time that we have together. And if I could tell anybody anything like going through quarantine and going through a hard season, it's just to look for the good. Like if you're looking for the bad stuff, mm-hmm. get on Facebook. Like if you're <laughs> looking for the negativity, if you're looking for the fear, if you're looking for the crazy, that is everywhere. Gosh, yeah. you can't even like open your eyes without seeing it right now. But mm-hmm. if you're looking for the good stuff, like I promise you that that's there. And what I had had done for years and years is I kind of have a loose gratitude practice. Like I'll jot down in journal 10 things every day that I'm grateful for, but it turns out that I do it like three days a week, not every <laughs> single day. But during quarantine, like I've had the time, like I've been able to slow down and sit down and do that. And it's just been really fun to see what comes up that's on that list for the very first time that's never been on there before. Just like having Chris cook dinner, like us having dinner as a family, like us being able to spend time together, like with, with all three of us. And I know that things are going to go back to normal. And I know that life's going to, you know, bounce right back eventually, but I just want to make sure that it's worth going back to whenever Mm -hmm. we get there. And I think just looking and savoring it, I was running around all over the place and pridefully, like I was happy to do that. That's what I had prayed for. That's what I had hoped for, but I really needed this break and I never would have given that time to myself. And I truly just looked back and, and I'm grateful for, for the time to slow down and for the pause. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm ready for it to all go back when it's <laughs> safe, but I just, I don't know. I think if you're looking for the negativity, you're going to find more of that. But if you're looking for happiness, you're going to find more of that too. Mm. So one of the things, um, like, do you see a shift in your business coming forward? As you said, you were traveling all over as was I, and I personally, I I'm feeling the shift of like, I don't think I'm going to go back to in-person yes. training. <laughs> like I'm literally, I've told clients and they kind of are prepped. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to stay online because it saves yep. for myself so much time. Like the time I, back. I don't, I hear what I told Chris. I was like, I miss being in front of a crowd and I miss hearing their laughter. Like I miss hugging their necks after I miss signing their books. I do not miss driving there. I do not miss traffic. I do not miss unloading and loading. <laughs> like There's yes. just so many pieces of it that I'm not excited to be yeah. able to go back to. And I know that I will go back, but I'm going to go back a whole lot slower than I have ever been. And I'm going to go back on a lot less than I have ever done. And what, what's been a cool shift for me, it, it was terrifying. The very first week all this started happening, I lost $8,000. Oh. And I was having to like, <laughs> the worst part was I was having to give back the money yeah. because I had already sold tickets. And so yeah. I was having to like, look at an account balance just yes. that was, I thought was my money that was dwindling out the door. Yep. And that was horrible. And like, what I have realized since then is being home has given me more of an opportunity to promote and sell and push the product side of my business. Mm -hmm. And it used to be before coronavirus, it was that online, I mean, sorry, in-person classes accounted for 40% of my revenue. So that's a huge chunk of my Mm -hmm. business that was just gone. And now I have really seen growth on the online side. And now it's not replacing that income. Like it's not 
astronomical, but I'm having time to market things. Like I'm having time to, to do live videos. Like I'm able to send emails, like, and even though my office hours are probably less than they've ever been without me being gone and being on the road and managing the class side of things, I'm just being able to give kind of like water and nurture a part of my business that was sitting here that I wasn't really doing that with before. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thankful for that shift. And I'm glad to see that I'm still surviving. Like I still have my <laughs> head above the water, even without doing classes. And I have an online version of my in-person class. It's been online for over a year and I just kind of had it there on the back burner. And if someone in like California was like, when are you coming here? I'd be like, I don't know, but here's the online class. Like here's Mm -hmm. the link. And now I've just completely shifted to promoting that. And I I discounted it down to 50% off during quarantine just to try to get as many people to, I knew that's what I had. I knew that's what I could use to spread joy. And I wanted to do that as far and wide as possible. And, and you know, what's so special is that has actually replace some of the classes that I had to cancel, like Mm -hmm. by being able to sell those tickets online and people can take that at their leisure. Like they don't have to worry about me. And I, I really like, I'm grateful that this has been flipped up on its head because I don't think I would have realized it otherwise. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the same boat. Like I think for the last few years, oh gosh, maybe three years ago, I walked into a mastermind and I was like, oh, I just want to like totally destroy my business. I don't know. I'm so burnt out. And I've just proceeded on for three years, like going and driving and driving and driving. And now I'm like, wow, I like, this was kind of that break to kind of reshift and do the things that I kind of wanted to do three years ago, but I just never did or didn't have the courage to do. And I didn't want to upset my clients. And then a lot of them now have been like, wow, this actually isn't that bad going onto, you know, a zoom platform. Right. You know, and it's sometimes it's that shift for all of us. Like, I think a lot of what we can use for this is just being like, okay, what was working in my life? What do I want to maybe shift and change? You know, and for both of us, like spending more time with our spouses, like, (laughs) we're like, yay, we really like you. Like, not that bad. I, I truly love it. Like I, I enjoy it so much. Like I love being a family and like, I, I know that sounds silly. Like you understand cause of y'all schedule, but like, it's just, it's a really unique special time that I will always look back on with, with gratefulness. And you know, it, it is n- none of this is ideal. Like none of it is, but it's just, there's so much good that is within all of it that I'm like, I I will be sad when everything goes back. Like I I think I will, (laughs) I I was terrified for us to enter this season, but I think I will really mourn it for a little bit once, once it goes away. Yeah. How have you been managing? Cause I know you're, you have your son at home now too. And for any of the moms listening, and I have a lot of clients, most of them are moms. Like it's a lot to juggle, you know? (laughs) You have kiddos and both of us, like our husbands aren't necessarily working. Like mine is trying to get his online stuff going, but very slowly. And so like he can, and your husband too, I suppose can take care of him. He's outside right now with my son and they're just playing and that's kind (laughs) of nice. But I know, you know, like my son, it's still, he wants his mom. Yeah. I have to just say, praise the Lord that the golf courses have still been open in North Carolina (laughs) because my boys have been there every day. That's just, they just, they get outside, they go to the driving range. They, a lot of times they'll walk for a little, for just a few holes. Like Vantage is only three. So like not the whole thing or either they, they're allowed to have a cart. If it's like within your household, you can't share a cart with another person. 
Um, so like they've done that and Chris has just stepped up to the max and been so helpful. Like he's been cooking, like it's just been amazing. And the week, the first week of quarantine, Vance came home as a surprise. Like that was like, whoop, we're out of school. It's close. <laughs> and Chris was still working and that was hell on earth. Like I drank a whole <laughs> bottle of wine in one night. Like it was, <laughs> it was so bad. It was the worst week ever. But then after Chris got laid off, I was kind of like, okay, cool. Like this is okay. We can do this now. And I think it's just managing your expectations. That first week, I still had a ton of deadlines. I still had interviews scheduled. I still had like full-time business hours that I needed to do with a kid here with no help. And so I changed my out of office on my email. And literally when you email me right now, it says we can get without childcare. <laughs> like, I don't know when I'll be able to get back to you, but I will eventually. And I think it's just kind of setting those expectations. Like I don't have a team, like I'm a party of one my priority right now is really shipping because that's what's making me money. Like when someone orders this something online, I need to get that out the door. Mm-hmm. And so if I only have a couple of hours up here, I've just been using it to, to ship. But thankfully like the weather has been really good here. We're in North Carolina and they've, they've really like the morning is my most productive time. And so I've really tried hard to like knock things out and they come home after lunch and then, you know, we're able to, to do that all together. And I sneak back up, here sometimes like after you know late at night and get a couple of things done but I'm just not taking on as much like I haven't said as many yeses to like extra stuff and um there's other things I've been invited to do and I wish that I could but I just know that I can't like I know I don't have the bandwidth to to be able to do that and so it's we're making it work it's it's a whole lot easier now that Chris is home <laughs> than it was when he wasn't but I think just um just remembering that like all these things are different jobs. Like there's a reason why either you worked from home or you stayed at home or you worked outside the home or you had childcare or whatever your situation was, there was a reason why you made those choices. And now we're all of a sudden thrust into like all these things at one time. And it's just not easy. Like it's not we're not made to do all of that. And so it's kind of seems like we're set up for failure. <laughs> like, like I couldn't imagine like he's only three. And so we don't have to teach him anything, you know, <laughs> like we're just like, just be good, be a good person. And he like, I mean, all these parents that are having to homeschool, like I, I can't, my brain is not even there. Like I'm the only one on the computer right now. Like I'm the only one on the internet. Like I'm the only one having to like actually, you know, crank stuff out but I can't even imagine. He's just doing a lot of PE, like a lot of extracurricular (laughs) outdoor activities right now. Oh, I love it. We don't, we certainly don't have it figured out, but at the same time, like whatever we're doing right now is working for this week and we're just kind of taking it one day at a time. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great advice of just taking it a day at a time because as young kiddos, because Jalen is four and same, like their moods can change. Like he came downstairs this morning and he was mad. I was like, what? You just woke up. Why are you mad at me? He's like, mama, you came in my room and you didn't say good morning. I was up. I was (laughs) pretending I was sleeping. I was like, okay. I was just trying to sneak downstairs to have like five minutes to myself. You're like, well, this is a fun game. I know. I was like, sweet way to start the day. And it's only six 30. They have a lot. Like, I just think I have a whole new appreciation for like teachers and daycare and like people that help children because they want to, like, like they, they chose that job on purpose. Like they just serve better people than me. And so I'm very thankful for them in that season, but it's been fun too, just to see like 
I don't know, like, you know, he's been in school for a long time. So just to like have lunch with him and do little things and little activities. And I felt a lot of pressure initially comparing myself to moms who were like legit homeschool moms or who were stay at home moms. And everybody was making these like color coded (laughs) calendars and schedules. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like I'm literally like, feel like I'm throwing water out of this thinking ship. Like (laughs) I'm doing the best I can. And it just felt crazy. But I mean, I think it's just not, having to look at what someone else is doing, just do what's right for you and your family and just survive. Totally. Totally. I started a schedule. <laughs> Did not stick to it. I, don't, I think I did it one day and I was like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. No. My mom, so I actually have a teaching degree. So I have a K-6 license and I taught middle school, which I love the sassy middle schoolers. Oh, that's amazing. I don't know why. And I only taught for one year. So we're not talking many years. Because <laughs> after the one year, I was like, yep, I prefer running my own business and training. I'm going to go back. That was fun, but we're going to go different ways. But my mom was a teacher. And so I was like, yeah. So I tried to do like, I don't know, five hours with Jalen one day. And she was like, five for a four-year-old? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it didn't go well. She's like, no, I bet it didn't. Well. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. No. I was like, noted. So Not yes, I mean, trial and error, we kind of learn and you're like, all right, that doesn't work for my child. We'll try something else. I bought the first week I bought these like really cute, like sprinkle confetti, like letters. So I was like, let's learn your letters. Like this will be so fun. And he's like throwing them. Like they're, <laughs> they're not being used for their proper, like that was not a success. <laughs> so all in the thought, all in the thought. <laughs> Uh, so I do want to touch base um, before we have to leave here about the Hallmark Channel. So I'm a big Hallmark Channel fan, which I think people who listen to the podcast might know <laughs> that. And you were a guest on the Home and Family Channel, which is kind of like their Good Morning America or their morning talk show. I was. It was amazing. I need to know, like, tell everyone about it. And you went on and talked about your book. So tell people a little bit more about your book as well. Yes. Okay. So being able to get invited to the Hallmark channel, like that was seriously a dream come true. And it was so fun when I told Andrea, because she was like, I watch that show every day. Like it was, it was just amazing. That's what we were meant to be, but they were as nice as you could possibly imagine. Like they truly made you feel like a family. When I pulled up like onto this set, which like sounds so cool. Y'all like, I'm like a girl from a really small town. Like we have horses as pets. Like I don't, I mean, this was in like California, like Hollywood. It was so cool. It was so fancy and they pulled me up onto the set and they were like here you go this looks like your name and I look up and it was like one of those trailers like an actor trailer like that I, with my name on it and I like lost it I took like 10 pictures I took the sign home with me like I I was just such a fish out of water but it was so amazing it was such a dream come true like we we did it in one take I did it with Debbie and she was just wonderful um, just every single person on their staff made me feel so welcome and they've invited me back and so I can't awesome. wait to be able to do that. They're closed right now for production. And I got, oh, I know, home I, know. Time. <laughs> I got home on March 1st and all this stuff started happening like immediately after. And it just was such a blessing to be able to do that when we did. And my book is called happy hand lettering. And that's what I went on the show to demo. And so just showing Debbie, actually the host, how to take her handwriting and turn it into hand lettering. Like there's three steps to that. I walked her through those steps and we we were doing it on like a cute little succulent planter. So like something you could have in your home or you could give as a gift for mother's day, just being able to, you know, showcase 
showcase a really fun and easy attainable craft. And so I think I can give you the link in there for you to share. You guys can go back and watch that segment. It actually got to air twice because with everything <laughs> being shut down, we got to run that back one more time and live it, live it all over again. But I can't wait. It was just such a joy and an honor. And it's so fun to meet people in real life that are as nice as you think they would be. You know, like it's just, you have this in your head, like, Oh, I wonder what they're like. Like, exactly what you think. Like They're so amazing. Like Cameron was super nice. I got to tell him that I've been praying for him because I know he had gone through the cancer treatments and just every single person was awesome. It's everything you would think it would be. That's so fun. Oh, well, yay. I can't wait till you're back on again. Oh, me either. <laughs> I'm like, hurry up and let me go back. Let's go back out there. Um, so if people like you have a little shop as well, which you mentioned earlier, um, tell people kind of what kind of items are in there. What are maybe some of your most popular ones? What should people be kind of, um, eyeing or wanting from your shop? Yes, for sure. So my website is all she and there's about 60 different products and items there that are all colorful. They're all motivational. They're all positive positive, just trying to put joy and positivity and happiness out into the world. My mission is spreading happiness through my handwriting. So every product in the shop aligns with that. I've been selling the most of anything right now. I've been selling postcards. I have these happy card postcard books. And I think people being at home, they just love the ease of that. Just being able to slap a stamp on there and put that in the mail. And then of course the book I sell, um, the book is available on Amazon or wherever you want to buy your books, but I sign and personalize them from the site. And so those have been a hit lately. I just released this t-shirt that says happy and it's like rainbow happy. And I also have these cute little baseball caps that are just like fun colors. And I think because everyone's at home and they're able to wear whatever they want every day, <laughs> those have been flying out the door. So, and not showering. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's perfect. like never been a perfect time to, to sell a baseball cap. So I just, we just, as a family, it's been really cool to see how this has always been my business, even though, you know, it's supporting our family. But now with Chris helping up here since he's home and even Vance has been up here putting confetti in orders and putting stickers on upside down. And <laughs> it really does feel like a family business and we appreciate like every single order, every dollar helps us. So we're just so grateful. I love that. I love that. So I just have a couple kind of final questions. One, I want to know just because of, you know, the times that we're in, what are your favorite ways to de-stress right now and make time for yourself? Exercising. You would not. What? <laughs> I was like, who am I? What? Who am I? was not expecting that answer. I know. When you met me in January, that yes. definitely, it would have been drinking. Probably would have been <laughs> something else. But we just, just the luck of the draw, we got a Peloton right before oh, all wow. of this happened. And I have been on it every single day. Like you would be so proud. Like I have like I'm all my proud. little marks. I am enjoying restorative yoga from your recommendation so much. And just Aww. being able to like relax and do that at night is really helping me turn off my brain and not have so many thoughts going on in my head before the next day. And so it's like, I, I spin at some point, I've literally never ridden that kind of a bike in my life. Like I was so sore, like <laughs> for like the first four days, like, I don't know if I was made to do this, but the music is so good. Like the energy and encouragement is so good. And so I literally look forward to that every single day. And like, I'm like, who am I? Like, this I know is I'm impressed. <laughs> This is awesome. Not at all who I was two months ago, but oh. I, I truly like, I'm literally loving it. I love it. See the endorphins. They already got they to are, you. They are. They make you even happier. <laughs> 
well, I always like to end with one final question. And so I like to throw out a weekly challenge to the listeners. And then when I have a guest on, I have you throw out the weekly challenge to everyone. So what would you like to challenge the listeners with this week? I want to challenge you guys to send a piece of happy mail to someone else. So put a literal, like write a letter, write a card, write a note, put a stamp on it and put that in the mail. Stamps cost 50 cents. And if you don't have a physical stamp, you can put two quarters in there with the note to your mail person and they will put the stamp on it for you. And so it's just such a fun way to spread that joy and happiness to somebody else who's also stuck at home. I think they probably look forward to walking to the mailbox every day. So (laughs) it'll be extra special if they know they have something from you. Mm, I love that. Yes. I just sent out three letters last week. So I am right there with you. So good. You're ahead of the game. Yeah. Well, Hallmark was giving away. See, there's yep. Hallmark facts. <laughs> they were giving away free cards. I know. So my mom texted me and she's like, have you gotten your cards yet? So they, maybe you're still doing it. I, you'd have to check. Are. My, my book is published with Dayspring. And so Dayspring is owned by Hallmark. And so we're just very incestuous over here. So we all love each other. And they did a challenge too. And so that's what made me think of it. Like I, I kind of, I took their challenge and did the same thing and sent out 10 cards and it's just been really fun. Even my mom, she called me today and she was crying and she was like, Megan, I just have been so blessed by this postcard book that I bought. And she's like, cause I don't usually like to write cards, but it's just, there's not a lot of space. So I just got to write something real quick. <laughs> and it just is so cool. Cause she was like, I feel like that's how God is using me right now because people are laid on my heart that like I need to encourage. And since she can't go out and she can't hug their neck and she can't, you know, really take food to their house even right now, which is something that she loves to do. She's been sending the mail. So I want to keep that going. I'd love for that to be all challenge. Mm, I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Megan. I had such a fun time, such a fun conversation with you today. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Yay. Thank you everyone. And go out there and spread your peaceful power.